Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. I'm Myra, uh, the female part of Stereo RV. I'm Gabe, the husband part of Stereo RV. <laughs> Not a male, just a husband. <laughs> and I'm Stan, the third wheel. <laughs> Welcome to yeah. our musical marriage. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> All right, in today's episode of Sounds Grove, we are going to talk about style by Stereo RV. I want to go ahead and talk about what is the song about and what inspired you to write it. So the song is about it's, it's Stan Stan gave us a a beat. Uh we had a this isn't even going well. Last July, <laughs> we went to LA. Stan was in LA and so he was showing Gabe how to do some like um uh, production stuff and we had fallen in love with with the song that he had just randomly put together and so uh we were on tour back in february in florida actually of all places so this is kind of like a whole 360 right now um and we're sitting in this starbucks and stan comes back with this uh with this his evaluation of the song and he says i don't like it but what he did found, find, <laughs> but what he, like, I like this one, one part, part. <laughs> like two notes. It was like, do, do, do. That was like it. turned this song into uh what you hear like the beginning of of style and so when he he called me up and he, and he sent me the song he says you got 45 minutes to write this and I'm gonna call you back and I go what you could hear the heartbeat of that <laughs> yeah oh, and I was no. just like man <laughs> all right well I'm down for a challenge so I get through the verse and um we're out to the Starbucks racking our minds eating tacos and <laughs> I get through the first part of the verse and and I have this feeling I want to call this song style mm. and I'd come up with a melody to go over what Stan had sent me and Stan gets back on the phone and I go Stan I want to call this song style and he's like no nah, I don't like that <laughs> and I was just like and I was like, man, he's like, he's like, I just want it to be more than just style. And I was like, yeah, but style is attitude. And we had already thought, we had already talked about, um, and Stan, you can re- correct me if I'm wrong, but we had already talked about this song being just like swagger, just feeling female empowerment, not apologizing for who you are. And basically like, um, just really just 
owning yourself. Owning yourself. Yeah. 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 And my my problem is is I'm really good at trying to always find like a positive uh a, a positive theme just be like oh like I'm I'm beautiful but don't say this or or like I'm whatever and Stan was just like Myra shut up just just make it just about <laughs> man I don't, I don't know if I could work with Stan I'm like, a little like, intimidated Stan's amazing okay, so one thing Myra didn't mention is Lyrics for her is like making a really good marinade. She spends so long on making sure the lyrics are perfect. And then me and Stan are much more like, we're going to throw a hundred things against the wall and we're expecting two, three things are going to be really great. So we call Myra the lyrical fruit ninja. We throw out all <laughs> these ideas and she goes, what's up, what's up, So we had gotten a verse out of the way and we're like, how the bloody heck do we transition into like the pre-chorus and the chorus? So they were racking their minds trying to figure it out. And I'm, I'm, I took my earbuds out and I'm pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. And I'd say probably a good 10 minutes come by go by that they're trying to figure it out and then I'm like oh you only wish you could be me and then Myra goes oh well you had said it like so like you're just like how about like you only wish you could be me and I was yeah. like nah <laughs> I was like that's dumb <laughs> like she did exactly what Stan did to her <laughs> and Stan goes wait a minute he's like no 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 let me listen to Gabe and Stan goes Myra why don't you go get some tacos Go get some, go get some salsa, and Gabe and I are gonna go figure this out. And I was like, oh fine. Obviously, I need to go like eat because I'm getting hangry. Um, Never happens. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, uh, what ended up happening with the writing process is Gabe goes, "You only wish you could be me," and I go, "Stan, I got my S T Y L E." So I got, and I loved song. it. Oh yes. my gosh! <laughs> and and then it's Gabe so comes cool. up with the stab in there. It was really yeah. I was like, oh, absolutely. So it all came together uh, from really hard work, even though I might come across as a complete uh, t- tyrant. <laughs> I was like, wait, wow! <laughs> wait, why did you no. only give her forty-five minutes? Okay, was we're not like... going to let Myra pitch Stan to anybody in the future. <laughs> Stan's Stan's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I think she it really it challenges felt you. like 45 minutes, but I I, uh, I remember the call being like, uh, I, I had to I get off the call for a second for another call. So I kind of told him, look, right for 45 minutes, I'll come back on. So I was like, you got 45 minutes to come up with something. Not meaning life or death. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, yeah. dang. Like, uh, yeah. so no, 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 no. I'm and dramatic. Let's just me. say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was more that uh, we, we kind of collaborated coming back. The taco stuff was absolutely true. I remember that day, too. Uh, all on Skype with the, the noise in the background. It was so authentic. Uh, trying to write and hum melodies in public. Uh, and all that stuff. And then uh, it kind of came together uh, with everything. I absolutely fell in love with Gabe's line. And then uh, as soon as Myra spelt out S-T-Y-L-E, I was like, all right, I'm cool with the name style for the song now. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You guys just got me crying. I was laughing so hard. Um... (laughs) 
it's like that every time we work together. Yeah, we have a lot it's of so fun. so much fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. Stan um, challenges well, you in the best way. Yeah. Um, well, I really love the production of this. It definitely is like super groovy, funky. Um, there's some soul in there. And I just imagine myself like when I'm listening to the song, like wa- walking down the street and kind of just like with like headphones on and just like doing like a little strut. strut. And yeah. um, yes, I love it so much. Um, so I do want to talk about more about the production side. So Stan, you gave them um, a little beat you said and then was everything else added after um the lyrics and the melody came together uh what's interesting was that song i had a complete we were trying to write that again style got like a facelift like a few times um and what's interesting was i originally was that song was supposed to sound like something completely different i was going more like a more like a selena gomez like hands to myself type of song i was telling hey guys we should write a song like that uh and that kind of feel and then they when they came up with the verse and started singing the lyrics a little bit i was like "Ooh, what if i do it like with a prince twist and go with like more one four five like more bluesy rock type of thing and then i was like oh my god i started flipping on it and they always liked uh, a song that i did a while ago uh, a production that never got launched and I, they were like oh it's such a waste i was like hey why don't we just redo it again uh so i did the same type of uh, like influence so i think once their their uh verse came in and and everything started coming together it started taking a lot more shape as far as uh where i wanted to go but the very first thing was really having that uh that prince influence our prince is such a i'm such a huge fan of prince um and just trying to get it. And I love Myra's soulful voice, being familiar with her voice, that I felt that it was a good marriage uh, right. to kind of put together with it. And then uh, to go a little further, they kind of did something on the second verse of that song. They were like, hey, Stan, when they were recording it, they were like, hey, uh, we kind of sang a little differently on the second verse. We, we don't know if you're going to like it, but I just told Myra just to go do her chest voice thing. I was like, all right, awesome. I was like, let me listen to it. Wound up loving it. And to a producer when you have such a great singer like Myra uh what happens is I had to choose between the original <laughs> and the new one that I like and I can't do both so the hardest the greatest thing was that when she sang that second verse that way she did it in one take so there was nothing wow. that I can edit on there so I was like guys you guys gotta give me a little bit more in case there's an error and there wasn't one it was <laughs> flawless so from that um that wind up really solidifying like such a great that second verse to me was just like i just put on my top and stevie wonder uh type of uh idea into that second verse to try to make it move so to me it it, it, i tried to embody a lot of motown so i tried to put a little bit of like you know the stevie wonder i tried to put in like Mm -hmm. the uh, the supremes um into that pre-chorus and then when the chorus came in I just kept it kind of simple because I wanted her message to really come through clear. So it's not as much production as I would say right. on there, uh, just to give it like it's a little groove and that that message uh, and making sure that 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 line that Gabe came up with, uh, you only wish you could be me is like clear as day um, mm-hmm. to advertise. Um, that's basically how that groove came out as far as like a little beat. Originally, that beat was uh, what I had and then started playing around with chords and then i was like "Ooh, it's be kind of cool to kind of see what they think and they wound up loving it and we just wound up writing after that um the music out in front and we just kind of 
you know, I, I don't really do the music ahead of time and then go, hey, guys, top line on this. So right. it's more like we write it together and build it together as we go. So there might be like an idea I start off with. This is how it kind of sounds. What do you think? And if we need to adjust uh, chords here and there, which we did, uh, that pre-chorus got refaced a couple of times um, and stuff like that. And then what, what's crazy is what you don't hear is uh, because it's a lot, it's bass heavy in the verse. In the original track that I had them sing on, there was more uh, keyboards to really emphasize the key that she's in so she could uh -huh. sing more uh, accurately to the notes. And then in the finalizing part, I removed those keys. So it's more bass. So that way it kind of gives her a clue of how to sing. Uh, the note a little bit better because it's a lot harder to harmonize to a bass track. Right. Well, I love that bass. I definitely heard that. I would actually be interested to see, uh, hear the one with the keys too. Oh, I don't even know. I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I usually do that for singers just so from my oh, experience. Gotcha. It's it's much easier for them to lock into the the keys, especially on the pre-chords. There's a couple of chordal movements that are on the chords, but when I remove the chords. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool having her sing it like that, but the chord's not emphasizing it, meaning the melody emphasizes it without the chords actually like spelling it out to the people. Like, yeah. oh, we're going to go to a resolving chord. Type thing like that. Well, uh, speaking about her vocals in the second verse, that uh, switching to the chest voice, that actually stood out to me. And I just, um, I think that's what, like, kind of when I get into the song even more. So I really like the switch on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Um, great job on that decision. Um, I want to hear more about the recording process. Do you guys work uh, remotely? Yes. Or, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stan's in New Jersey. And then yeah. Gabe and I, we record on the road in like houses, Airbnbs, if we can afford one for the night closets. or closets. Yeah telling people to get out like just be like hey we wanted to know like thanks for letting us stay here but um can we like not be bothered for five hours it's so <laughs> done and um what's interesting about this whole recording process is it actually took um four times four different locations and four different locations i think like three different states yeah for us to get there. for for me to get the vocals right um this song like it doesn't, when I listen to it now, I'm just like, oh, that's easy to sing. But getting it like that, it yeah. was, it was some of the, the, the hardest vocal work and being able to like really take Stan's vision for it. And I will tell you, it was so challenging. I'd be like, Stan, I can't do this. Like, why are you making me do this? I can't do this. Can't, let me just sing it how I want. And Stan's like, I have a vision for this. Like you need attitude, yeah. you need this. And so literally we went over uh, the the you only wish you could be me you know that I literally the first time over I, I did it yeah. so many times and the first one was like you only wish you could be me <laughs> we sent that to Stan be like this is amazing he's like no what is that yeah we're like this is so good Stan's like let's listen to it together and he was like what the hell is this so it was really eye-opening to like hear it back because when you're in that moment of recording you're like oh this is the future this is the future right. this is so good <laughs> then they play it back and we're like oh my god, god that was so bad <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my gosh how did you guys all find each other oh oh boy. well stan you want to take the lead or you want me to uh you can uh, i love the way you bury me so go ahead <laughs> <laughs> I know, I noticed you were silent the whole time. Like, oh, Stan, I'm going to have to write him an apology letter. I, I, I plead the fifth. 
Okay, for anyone listening, Stan is amazing. And if you have the opportunity to work with him, you totally should. But like Welcome to my story corner. (laughs) (laughs) So uh we met Stan in 2016. Um in 2010, I had met his uh, a good friend of Stan's, whose his name is John DeGrazio, and uh, he was he has his own studio, but at the time it wasn't built. And so I had met him at like this conference, uh, gave him my demo, and was like, "Make me famous." Um, <laughs> and a month later, he got back and was like, "You have really great vocals." Uh, he didn't say anything about my songwriting, so I was like, mm, "Maybe I need some work on that." Uh, but he ended up call he ended up uh setting up a meeting with like a manager in New York and it didn't work out. And so I basically called John and I was like, look, you gotta make something happen. So January 4, 2012, I get a call from John and he was like, I'm building a studio and I'd love to record your music. So I basically stayed on John for about um the first of the month, every single month for uh six years. And stockings. uh oh wow <laughs> yes, yes. Uh and this was a time we had I got on the call in June of 2016 to set up for a sessions um August 29th through the 31st um in New in New Jersey where his studio is. And from what I was told, and Stan, you could verify this, uh basically John was like, Hey, these guys don't have a budget. Stan, would you like to come in and listen to them? Is that correct, Stan? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So we get in there and Stan walks in the door and he, he was he was teaching that day. Uh, he had a client that he was teaching a student. Um, and so we were in one room working on our song, mm-hmm. our yeah. song. Um, and Stan was in the other room. And then John had, had showed um, Stan what we had worked on. And Stan goes, uh, within like the first three minutes of like meeting him for the first yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, uh, what did he, he say? Like, Are you guys country or pop? <laughs> and we were like, oh, well, we're pop. He's like, yeah, this song sounds country. He's like, do you want my advice? And we were like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I remember from what Stan had said, Stan said, because we were open to, uh, what is the word? We were open to critique, criticism. Uh, I guess that had uh, turned turned the tyrant's heart towards. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Hey, Stan, did you wake up this morning knowing that you're going to get bashed? I didn't realize this was a roast. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I I feel awful now because that's not even my intention. I'm sorry, Uh, No, no, no. It's all in fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Stan had basically said that because we were open to, you know, change and. We worked hard. And we worked hard. Stan was just like, those are people that. Uh, I don't know, not work with, but we became really good friends. And we just stayed in contact. Mm-hmm. And we just if, stayed in contact. We, in yeah. that time, I was also starting to produce music as well. And if I had any questions, Stan was always there to answer any of my questions. So, you know, we just started talking, bouncing ideas. Um, yeah. And then it's grown into what it is now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we just have a really special relationship with Stan and, and, it, you know, he he's the first producer, and Stan explained this so perfectly. He says there's a difference between a, a producer and an artist producer, and 
as an artist producer, they really understand how to um, use who you are within your song. song best for you. He understands yeah. my voice, and there's been mm -hmm. really no other producers who have been able to really understand my voice and the potential it has. And I'm even learning now that, like, oh, there might be more inside of this than just what I'm always so used to hearing. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Yeah, he's yeah. bringing the best out of you. He's bringing the best out of you and your sound. Yeah, that's what it sounds exactly. like to me. So, mm -hmm. well, you yeah, guys have. Definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got your compliment in there, Stan. Thank, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All the roasting aside, we would not be where we're at as artists if it wasn't for Stan. No, yeah. I. I, I think they they absolutely I think every artist is special um in general the all the amount of artists that I've worked with but Myra and Gabe are definitely as true as they come um like that that day I, it's it's etched in my head as far as like walking in the room meeting them for the first time and then uh by the way just for the record so you guys openly admitted that you were glutton for punishment is what you were saying when you agreed to stay friends with me. <laughs> no, I'm uh, Got it. We like torture. Uh, but uh, I remember that first day it was more like uh, listening to it. Uh, it was more like asking them what were they thinking. And I was like, I hear country and I hear, uh, are you guys looking to do pop or country? And they were like, yeah, we definitely want to lean more towards pop. I was like, okay, well then this will, is what I would suggest. And I would always explain why it makes it country. Um, and then afterwards, I remember after that, Myra says to me, will you, we're going to be here for three days. Will you come back? And I'm like, yeah. I'll <laughs> so I was like, I wound up staying with them the, uh, the whole time they were there, uh, just working with them. And then over time, uh, we would stay in touch, like Gabe said. And, um, you know, Myra has heard about like my drama in my life and, and all that stuff too. And we stayed friends. And then uh, one time they were like, Hey, Stan, there's this tour. Uh, there's a, uh, I think a conference going out in New York and you guys being all out there. I was like, definitely go. It's like, definitely go to that one. It'll open your eyes. You need, you need to see the scene. You need to know what you're up against. You need to know what, right. you're, what you're competing against, uh, get to a scene. So they got there and when they were there, uh, they're like, Hey, do you mind if we stop by to say hi? I'm like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Come on by. So we want, what did we wind up doing? We had, you guys showed up here at like after the, the show at like 10 we PM showed, at night. Yeah, yeah. At 10 PM. And we didn't even leave until 5 30 AM. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just wow. chilling, just talking. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, talking from, and yeah. Yeah. Well, we got that horrible Asian food. <laughs> that, that was, that was, that was, that was in Cali, though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, where? <laughs> yeah, that oh. was in. Uh, that was when you guys drove up from San Jose, I think, right? You guys met up in uh, near Roland Heights, uh, yeah, California yeah. over there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> that, that that was a funny, funny story too, because I'm Asian, so I'm me being Chinese. So what's really funny was when they drove up to meet me in Cali, uh, in, near Roland Heights. They're like, Stan. Uh, we can't read any of the signs here because every sign is in Chinese. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm going, and they, they call me up, and I'm like, um, um, guys, I don't read Chinese either. So it's like me <laughs> reading the same thing. So I have no clue how to guide you guys. So it's just, oh just use gosh. the GPS. They're trying to read, like, the only thing that wasn't Chinese, I think, were the street signs. They were all, I think, uh, I, they're at least somewhat English, I would say. But all storefronts, <laughs> other than like 
like uh, I don't know, like CVS. So the reason why is I couldn't even give them a landmark. <laughs> but yeah, you know the Chinese sign on there. <laughs> which one? <laughs> yeah, which one? Yeah, we figured it uh, out. Though. Yeah, so we met up again, and like they said, going back uh, when they when they met up with me in Cali, uh, I was showing Gabe how to do some things. So they had a specific song we were trying to just use as a template for him to kind of just experiment on. So when they came back around, uh, we're like, Hey, we really like the song. I'm like, I'm not really feeling it. I was like, I'm not feeling it for you guys. I go, I, I think it's a good song. I go, mm-hmm. but I don't really see it being part of you guys. Um, then it wound up turning into style 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 took about a good four to five months to do, uh, yeah, because it, it went back and forth with revisions and, and even uh-huh. me being a crazy, um, perfectionist wanting it to be perfect i said to them how many times guys have i said it's done i'm gonna send it okay guys <laughs> throw that away i have another one that i'm doing okay throw that one away and the very last revision was the second verse i never liked the second verse because i felt like myra did such a great job on that i didn't do it justice as a producer and then that whole thing with the horns was the last revision it had no horns it had no guitars it had nothing it was really just like, all right, we'll get past the second verse and go, okay, well, we really want to hear just the chorus again anyway. And I was just like, ah, this bothers me. So as a producer, I'm always like, when things bother me, I yeah. hate when it's out in the world, in the right. street mm-hmm. world, and I got to keep listening to what I hate. So I want to make sure I love what I do. Uh, so mm-hmm. that when I hear it again, I know, yes, there's nothing more. I left it all on that song. Um, that's yeah. how I approach every song. And Stan is... Like we've worked with many of the producers. Stan is a literal genius. There's a part in the second verse after the first part of it, you hear it goes like bow 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 bow. <laughs> Not only is that like a guitar, a piano, but then Stan is using his voice going wow 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 wow. And you would, you would yeah. think that when that. you hear it. That when you hear it, you're like, that is so good. And Stan's like, I didn't know my voice could go that low, but I just went, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is just so creative. Um, it, it, yeah, he's, he's such a joy to work with. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Gabe. And thank you, Myra. See, see they are capable of giving you compliments. <laughs> At least it's me. not just me. <laughs> um, I want to know what your favorite lyric is, all three oh. of you. In the song? Yes. Um, oh, yes. This is always stumping everyone. I know what mine is. Then say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dang! I wouldn't say it's necessarily a lyric, but it's something that Myra does with her voice. At the end of the second pre-chorus, it's like, like what you see. Yeah, she does like a little... Ooh. Like a little cute little. Oh yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's my favorite part of the whole song. Nice. Uh, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> no, 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 no. You go ahead. Oh, mine's pretty simple, so you're gonna have to think quick. Uh, mine is, <laughs> mine is literally. Uh, I'm more of a melody person, so lyrics I like. But my favorite part of the song, it's all what encapsulates it, is the very end when she goes, "Heh." Right at the end, it's like my whole. <laughs> like yeah. I love my female James Brown. You know, I just like heh. <laughs> it's just like awesome. <laughs> you know what's so funny yeah. about that? That <laughs> Gabe, uh, Stan made us go back into the freaking studio to give him ad libs. Oh, yeah. So I've got a two minute track. <laughs> 
I mean, doing all these albums, like, yeah, you got your style. What, you going to be yeah. watching that Alex Trebek? That yeah. Pat Sajak? That Pat Sajak from 7 to 8 p.m.? Why don't you go dance naked in your room, girl? And literally, <laughs> on one of the takes, I literally just go, he kept it and he kept that one yeah <laughs> yeah after the 22 takes that we did so i've actually got like a little um ad lib reel well and the, the ooh, that ooh. was that was taken from the ad libs that we did also mm, no i actually did that in the song oh you I did went, oh, yeah okay. i did that in the you song. know better yeah i did yeah she was la um, she was laughing and embarrassed about it and i went i remember telling myra i said uh by the way that's going in the song she's like what I go, I, I, it's awesome. It's absolutely what I want on that spot. <laughs> Am I recording? Okay, well, you didn't tell me. Here we go. You want my style? Can't have it. It's owned by Salvation Armani. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you want to know what comfortability is? It's when you can look in the mirror. <laughs> Go on, girl. Dance naked in your room. Look at yourself in the mirror. Don't worry about what you got under that. It's all about you, boo. <laughs> yeah, turn on the TV. What you see? You see my style? <laughs> when you watching Jeopardy? Yo, you got style? Watching that Alex Trebek? Watching that Pat Sajak between 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern or Pacific time, don't matter where you are, we all got style. Hey! Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, it's my favorite line. I toss between, I think, I think the you only wish you could be me. I think it's, it's not heard in a way that you hear like, even like with Megan Trainer or with Lizzo, you know, um, I think it's, I like that line, but I think one of my favorite is uh, the, the one in the pre where it's I'm one of a kind, don't need a validation. No, no, it's not. I guess it's in the chorus. Never mind. Let me go through my thoughts verbally. Oh my no, god! Least, I'm like, what you see, you only wish you <laughs> no, could be me. No, it's the biology. This confidence. Um, it's biology. It's in, my... it's in my biology. I got style. Yeah, yeah. My favorite line is uh, no flattery. It's, it's in, in my, my biology. biology. Ooh, that was yeah. a group effort yeah, to come up with that lyric. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was. That that was that probably my while. yeah that was probably my favorite is because we worked so hard to make that that part of the chorus because every line in that chorus had to matter mm -hmm. because when you've got when you've got such like a an out there line like you only wish you could be me like that's a statement so mm -hmm. you've really got to back that up with like another statement like why. Did, you know, why do people wish they could only be you? And it's because like, there's right. nobody like you. You're only made from what your DNA, your biology. And it's just like that owning who That's you are. such a good line. Yeah. Every time yeah. we perform that live, when we get to the, you only wish you could be me, everyone in the audience is like, like, hey. hey. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. I love yes. that. 
Yeah. Plus, it's, but, it's, plus, it was a good rhyming word with the with the e. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we needed a biology. S T Y L E. The only wish it could be me. Could be me. Flattery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Um. Okay, and then I want to know your favorite production element. Go ahead, Stan. Oh, production element. Wow. Uh, I would probably be the part where I do the uh the automation on the part coming out of the bridge going into the last chorus where it morphs the voice going through a high uh um yeah the like what you see yeah yeah you only like what you from the high to the low yeah i know because that, that's yeah. actually me singing on that part <laughs> oh yeah so uh not to be biased but um, <laughs> but i thought it was like a fun it was just another to me, I needed a, a climactic build into that third course, uh, having Myra go an octave higher on that part. And then right. I just wanted to blend it a little bit more together on that. And I, and I guess that it, it'd be really the bridge area. It'd be production element would be just that little production trick uh, was kind of cool to automate the formant on the voice to go from a high to a low. So it sounds like I go from like, I don't know, like a little ant and then right to like a demon. would be be the way i would describe that uh it'll be a fun little thing uh because it's like a you know you don't really i love using things as a producer i like using things that you wouldn't normally get a chance to do so to me anytime i get to do something that's so creative or so crazy out of the box and more importantly it worked is where it's like wow okay this is really cool i'll never be able to do that on any other production (laughs) it's one of those things so that's that would be my favorite one. Um, I feel like I'm a very linear listener when it comes to We're working uh, on that. Yeah, when it comes to music. So Gabe and I have had to have this conversation about like he's like you have to listen to the song, and I'd be like I don't like it, and he's like What do you mean? Listen to the production, <laughs> and I was like I don't like it. He's like Oh, he's like you have no taste, and so I don't think I've quite said it that yeah. lovely. I'm like <laughs> yeah. you have no taste. <laughs> Feel the wrath of Myra. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, my she's on one today. <laughs> um, so I, I very much like I listen to vibe and to feel, and because I'm such like a lyric whore, lyric diva, lyric ninja, chop it all up. Um, I, I really love what Stan did with the horns. And I think that's my favorite part in that second verse where the horns come in. You can't not stand still. Yeah, Yeah. it's such, that is like, when Stan added that to the song, and because he said he was going through like a KFC drive-thru and, or some chicken sandwich drive-thru, oh, Wendy's, and he was like, I was in Wendy's and I just had this thought come into my head. And uh, I have to try it out, but just know I'm not done with the song yet. And so when he, when he showed it to (laughs) was finally um that horn part is really what got me and I think even if I wasn't doing music yeah. just as a listener of somebody who consumes music that would probably be my favorite part of the song yeah I think we were actually like about to get like the quote-unquote final version of the song and then he says oh I gotta add another thing and then like, added the ah. horns. yeah yeah and I'd have to say my favorite part is definitely the bridge Right before the bridge, the spill it out now. That's that's my voice that Stan totally manipulated and yeah, all that. Like that's the bridge part is like literally my favorite 
part of the song. It's so good. Nice. Well, I definitely, um, I actually have to agree with Stan that I really liked that warped vocal. Um, I love yeah. those. I'm like a huge sucker for those. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have you, them in like a, cu- yeah, I have a couple, I have a couple of those in like my own song. So I just really, really love when other people do it as well. Um, any last words on this song? Um, <laughs> last words. Stan did amazing as I'm st- st- stuttering. <laughs> that's that's the next 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 song we're gonna be d- d- doing. Uh, yeah. Yes, I I, I, I lo- love it. <laughs> Organic vocal chops. I I I I no, any last words? Just when this comes out, people just stream it, and then you can pick what you like out of it. Because I know that Gabe and Stan picked their favorite parts. You didn't see me picking my vocals. Mm-hmm. I could have said that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. You can delete that out of we there. Wish we could hear <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Lisa, definitely keep that in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Well, any other words from uh, Stan or Gabe? You guys have any last final words? I just, I really love the song, obviously. That's why I reached out to you guys. Um, like I said in the beginning, just like puts me in a mood where I'm like, yes, I'm the fucking shit. So uh, yeah, I, I really just, I love it so much. Oh, we could curse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Stan. No, it's not professional. Sounds like I didn't know I had to behave. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I guess I would say um, always be open to try and create the best potential your song can have. I mean, because if we would have taken what would have been the first cut of the song we did in California and just left it as is and not revisit. We wouldn't have style. Yeah, Yeah. and it wouldn't make the impact that we feel like it, like, it's just really such a a good, we went from, like, contemporary pop, and then Stan was just like, we need to change this. Like, he's like, you guys have to grow. And so, you know, as you become artists, and so we look at the evolution of Madonna, you know, she's not doing the same stuff that she used to, but she's still Madonna. You still know that's Madonna's sound. So you, you still have... It's like the evolution of the artist and Stan. Stan has just really um, developed us um, sonically um, and also mentally. Yeah. Uh, On how to keep our artistry <laughs> and, and how we connected in the beginning, but yet evolving us to more modern and appealing to audiences that we're not targeting at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Like just being at our shows and having a mother come up and be like, She's like, when style comes out, please let me know because I want my seven-year-old daughter to listen to this because I want her to know that she is the only person who that she is. And she's, you know, it's so young right now because seven-year-olds are having to deal with like identity crises. And so um, Mm -hmm. having a song like style for a mother to be able to show her, her daughter, I think I says so much of it in itself that music is used as needs, as, as the things that we feel most in our lives, the things that are used to get us from one hour to the next, one minute to minute. And so I just, I love, I love how the different interpretations of what this song could be for each different person. Cause yeah, it has that over overall like badassery to it, but the fullness of it is just like, it's the beauty of just owning who you are and loving yourself, even when maybe you don't like 
part of the things about yourself. So, yeah. Well, that's, um, honestly, that is like really great advice. And, and you saying that, you know, Stan has like helped you guys, um, evolve that actually shows me like who you guys are as people and like your character. And because, you know, there are a lot of people where they're just like so stubborn and, just think mm. that they're perfect and like don't think that need they need to change and um the fact that you guys um are open to like i said being um the best that you can be as artists um that just says a lot to me about your character and i love that so much oh thank you yeah if you're not willing to grow and if you think you know everything you don't have a chance in this industry and it's yeah, just for like sure learning to take criticism and not as out of a way of like being like criticizing to hurt somebody, but criticizing to make them better. Stan, we've definitely gone back and forth with things that we agree, things we don't disagree. And at the end of the day, I always go back to like, in many ways, Stan, Stan's wisdom. And obviously you see how we've grown so much. If you've listened to our older stuff to style, um, how much he knows about what he's talking about. And um, while we don't agree on on some small things, the whole picture is we really do agree on the whole picture of of how to make ourselves the best artists that we can be and also mm-hmm. trying to, you know, make our way into the industry um, in all aspects. So, and we all know that starts with the song. It's also uh, the beat, I mean, it's a, I mean, Lisa, you know, this also, it's a, it's about a lot of trust. You have yeah, to put sure. trust mm-hmm. into that person and it's, and it's got to click also. I'm, I'm a huge person about energy, mm-hmm. uh, being a vibe and just making sure that the person you click with, I always tell people like, look, if you don't like working with me, then we just don't click or yeah. I might not work with you. And it doesn't mean that your stuff is horrible or I don't like it. It's just that we're just working in two different, uh, energies. So with mm-hmm. them, it's, I think it's, I think it's more, it's not hard for producers. I think it's more hard for, like you said, Lisa, um, with the being stubborn. I think it's all about trust and pride. Uh, there's yeah. so much pride on mm-hmm. every artist's mm-hmm. sleeve. That I totally understand where they're coming from when I try to tell them like, look, you need to do this. And then I don't really, I usually go, okay, I, I totally respect that. Do your thing. And then they usually come back around three, four, five years later telling me right. what they need. I'm like, you're it's like look i don't ever want to tell an artist it's too late but i was like you can always write your music you can always be the artist i go but if you're trying to capture the business there is a specific way to do things and some people are blind to it or they want to turn their head to it um you know and it's kind of there is a way like being an artist everybody's an artist every do your music be proud of what you do love what you do uh and do it the way you want to but the minute you go, I kind of want to get this somewhere. Now you're you're giving it a template. Uh, now yeah. it has to play by certain rules. You don't have to play by all the rules, but you start realizing like songs have to be a certain time limit. Now you can't do crazy arrangements, uh, stuff like that. I mean, you can, but those are usually not the songs that you hear on the mainstream. You know, cranking right. on the radio and all that stuff. But there's a specific right. format. So it's sometimes hard to digest. Uh, me being an artist at one time myself in my younger years um i totally respect every single form of art no matter how it's written how it's played it doesn't even have to be produced uh a good song is a good song a great singer is mm-hmm. a great singer that's that's how i go 
um, you know, and that's basically, so to me, I always tell people like, you don't have to listen to me. Don't listen to anyone. Listen to your heart, listen to where you want to go. But at the end of the day, if you feel you need help, you know where to go. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on my show. I truly appreciate it. Um, I loved learning more about style and how it came to life. And thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you thank you. Thank you for the compliments. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, yes. Someone had to give up. Someone had to give up because it wasn't going to be me, damn it. <laughs> and here's Style by Stereo RV. You want to see me do my thing? Then let's get down. I've been known to misbehave. stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening.